We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Roto Grind News Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's September 29th, it's 2020, and we have four baseball games to get us kicked off here for the 2020 MLB playoffs. Um, most exciting playoffs in baseball history. Um, it's it's unique. Let's let's just say that. Um, so I'm excited for the baseball playoffs. I'm also excited to Bring on my good buddy, Chief Justice 06. Will, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. Uh, feeling great. I know, you know, I kind of told the listeners I probably won't have too many more opportunities as, you know, the seasons will be winding down. And I guess we'll try to figure out where we're going to head with the Morning Ground podcast outside of maybe football. Uh, but listen, man, I'm feeling great. I haven't gotten back on the scale since last week. But I can tell you one thing. I've been pushing myself to the to the limit. Uh, I definitely probably have lost a, a fair amount of pounds. I'm not going to get on the scale for maybe another week or two. But I can say I'm feeling a lot better in my body, resting better. Um, I've gotten past the soreness. So when I'm doing push-ups now, I'm not sore anymore. You know, as I'm going through my bike rides, I'm not sore anymore. So I'm, I'm feeling good. That's my uh, healthy outlook for the listeners and update so there you have it folks yeah well you can update them again tomorrow because you'll be back with me tomorrow and we'll be we'll be back talking some you know wild card we we mix in like the nl nl wild card as well tomorrow so like you know this week is fun this week we have some really solid like you know bigger slates and you know obviously we'll have to see like you know, game three is needed in any of these series or anything like that. Um, but, you know, this week is fun. 
Um, we started yesterday or yeah, Monday with the um, football review podcast that Blender and I will be doing each and every week. We have some fun stuff mixed in um, for when baseball kind of slows down here towards the end of October. So DB and I have been working behind the scenes and um, we're going to have plenty of baseball content. We're going to have plenty of football content and uh, we're going to have some other stuff as well. So I'm excited uh, to talk about all this stuff. And, you know, if the esports contests get bigger again, uh, we'll talk some esports too. So let's get into this slate. I love this slate. This is fun. This is a fun four game slate. Um, and like, there's some really good pitching, but like DraftKings does this every playoffs. They price everybody down. You could pretty much play what you want to play. FanDuel, on the other hand, pricing's a little tougher. Like you're, you're not getting the top stack with Beaver probably. Um, so, you know, it'd be fun to kind of break these games down. Let's start with Houston and, and Minnesota. We got Zach Granke going up against Kenta Maeda. Um, Will, like, when I when I first look at Granke here, like, he is, like, probably one of my favorite pitchers to pick on on this slate. Um, it, listen, it's the playoffs. It's everybody's studs. Granke is a guy with a 3.2 xFIP on the season. Um, but, like, we got we to gotta play bats somewhere. And – you know, Granky is not a guy that's going to overpower my teams. So, um, what are your thoughts when it comes to Zach Granky? Um, I, I think I'm with you here. When I, when you, like you said, when you look at the overall landscape, now, I, and I do have a pitcher that I think I'm planning on picking on a little bit more than probably most people, and we'll get to that in a second. But I definitely think Granky is a guy that's on your list. Um, and I guess I'll kind of make a summation of, of most of these games. I feel like outside of, you know, maybe if you see something that you want to stack, I feel like one-off hunting may be the way to go. Uh, that, that's probably the approach I'm going to take mostly. Try to find guys that just match up really well. And you'll, I mean, you'll automatically have a unique lineup. Uh, everybody isn't going to hit a home run, but maybe a guy gets a single, a double, a run or something like that. Uh, but definitely I'm with you. I think Grinky is one of those guys that, uh, we'll be able to pick on, even though he's kind of been deaf to lefties, you know, some of these righties I think may give him some trouble. Yeah. Like, you know, he has been semi-reverse splits this season. Um, you know, so if you are going to do like a home run hunting, maybe you look at some of these righties. Um, let's talk about Kent Maeda on the other side. Is Kent Maeda kind of go overlooked here? Like when I, when I'm looking at it, at first glance is like, is Kenta Maeda going to be someone that like people are not going to play because he's facing Houston, you know, not a heavy strikeout team, but like Kenta Maeda is a guy with a 2.8 X FIP on the season, 32% K rate. Like this is almost dare we say like a career year for Kenta Maeda and he's 8K. He's get, he, you know, struggled a little bit down the stretch, but like this is a dude that has massive upside. Yeah, I'm with you, and I think I think that's the way we look at it, man. He's 8K, and look, you know, you'll have some guys that are priced down like you talked about on, on DraftKings, but overall, I think what inches him down the list is the fact that you've got some guys that may have slightly higher K, K matchups, um, but I definitely think he has the stuff. I think for the price on this slate, on DraftKings especially, you can definitely pair him with – uh, with Cole or uh, with Bieber or something like that. I think that's definitely a viable way to go uh, for, for this slate. I think he's going to have 
as we always talk about, I love taking a lower owned pitcher um, in, in a spot where, I mean, it's not as bad as people think. So um, Houston doesn't strike out, but this guy's strikeout rate is above average. The XFIP is above average. I think he's playable in all formats, to be honest with you. Yeah, and like, you know, you and I, and, and like something that like, me and Siege really kind of got on a lot before a lot of people were like just looking at like pitch type data and like Maeda uses his slider about 50% of the time to right-handed hitters and you start looking at some of these slider numbers the Woba looks okay but you look at like X-Woba you start looking at like X-ISO and and K rates and whiff rates and you're like all right maybe they are gonna strike out more than they usually do in this spot so and, and like if we look at it overall in the season their strikeout rates are a little bit higher than they were last year. And where are the, where's the power? Kyle Tucker is the leading ISO guy on this team against right and pitching this season. Like, I, I guess Springer has a 277 ISO. Um, so, like, I think that Maeda is playable here. I, I really do. Um, let's talk bats. Let's talk bats. We'll start with Houston. Um, what are your thoughts on the Astros bats here? I mean, you know – when it comes to slates like this, man, I'm always going to go for the guys that don't strike out a lot and can kind of get on base and put the ball in play. Uh, you know, dare I say, I'll probably, if I played the bat from Houston, it'd probably be a Michael Brantley or a Bregman, um, maybe a Josh Reddick. Like, I, I want guys that aren't going to strike out as much, and so that would kind of be where I'm at. All in all, I'm not going to have much Houston on this slate. I can tell you that right now. I cannot believe you didn't mention your boy Michael Brantley. I did. He was the first guy I mentioned. Okay. I Okay. Yes. All right. First I was just guy. saying. Uh, I was going to say, like, I was going to ask you if you were feeling okay. I didn't know. Like, <laughs> um, Listen, I don't love Houston here. Uh, I think that oh, for, for what it's worth roster construction-wise on a four-game slate, I probably won't, like, five-man stack. Um, I probably, like – three max probably maybe four max um as far as like just overall hitting goes on this slate i don't like see like there's not a standout stack to me outside of maybe tampa um and we'll get to them when we get there so like maybe if i was gonna five man anybody it'd be tampa but i want to look at their like projected ownership and stuff uh before the slate locks too uh, let's go to the minnesota side of things you know we mentioned you know zach Granke this season where he has struggled has been like right-handed power bats. Um, Donaldson was banged up right before, um, you know, everything. But, like, they said he should play. It was a calf injury. He he took BP on Monday. They say he should be good to go Tuesday. Um, what's your thoughts here on the Twins? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I am, man. Uh, Nelson Cruz. Yeah, buddy. Um, you know, I – if the numbers line up the way they're supposed to, and look, it hasn't been a full season, but – this is Zach Grinky this year. Nelson Cruz looks like a surefire dong to me, so uh, I'll have plenty of Nelson Cruz. Um, Byron Buxton, while I know we're not used to extreme power, um, he's a guy that kind of started to heat up at the plate the last two weeks or so. Perhaps he's seeing the ball really well. I think if we're playing the uh, any twins, I, I, like let's say we're going a three-man, you know, Cruz, Donaldson, I might play Buxton over Sano in this spot. Not saying I, I would – I'm not 100% on that right at the moment, but I, I feel like I'm about 75-25 right now. I'd probably play Buxton 
over Sano. And so that 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 would kind of be my three man there. Like you said, I don't I don't really want a four man too many stacks just because uh maybe outside of one that like I said I'll get to shortly, but that's kind of where I'm with the twins. Cruz, Donaldson, and I think some Bucks, and that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, like Rosario's cheap. Uh, I know that like Granky's a little bit better against lefties, but this is the playoffs. If Granky's not pitching well, he's done. Like they'll they'll yank him here. So um and like it goes for hitters too, like really quick, just making a note, like the platoon guys that you're worried about like getting pinch hit for in the regular season, the risk is even higher in the playoffs. And on a four game slate, if you're only getting like two or three at bats and some other people are getting four or five, you're at a huge disadvantage. So um, I will say Garver is someone that I really like here as well. I hate paying up a catcher, but he is just like an elite power bat at 4,100. I like him. Nelson Cruz, one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Um, and then like if Donaldson's good, like obviously I like Donaldson. And, and like a lot of these guys, like a lot of these righties have high strikeout rates. Frankie has a 16% K rate against right-handed hitters this season. He has a 32% against lefties and he's been striking lefties out with no problem. Um, but his picks, Mitch, is so different um, as far as, like, lefties and righties go. So, really like the right-handed power bats. Um, sounds like you're you're kind of in the same boat as me. Uh, like the Buxton call. Especially if he starts, like, he if a lefty comes in, he'll be fine. Like, if they're yeah. going to play him, he'll be fine. So, maybe, he'll, hopefully he'll get the start over, start over like Jake Cave or somebody like that. Uh, moving along, Will, we got the White Sox and the Athletics. Lucas Giolito against Jesus Lazardo. Um, let's talk Le- Lucas Giolito first. He's had a fantastic season. We've all kind of, you know, been waiting and waiting and waiting. Ever since he was drafted, he was one of the top prospects in baseball when he was drafted. Um, talked about a ton. Let's talk Lucas Giolito here. Um, what are your thoughts going up against Oakland? Yeah, man, uh, I like him. I, I think he's going to be fine. I, I, that's kind of how this slate is going to be. Plethora of pitchers for a four-game slate. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, when you look at him on the season – I mean, he's been fantastic. Like, this season alone, 34.7% K rate to lefties, 32.2 to righties, uh, you know, 0.14 ISO to lefties, 0.104 to righties. Pretty much been splits neutral. Bapip is about the same. X is about the same. Uh, home run to fly ball rate is down. I mean, it's been – he's been fantastic. You know, Sierra is about the same. Everything looks good. I like him here. I think this is a really good spot for him. I'm, I'm not afraid of Oakland. Uh, Oakland's a pretty good ballpark for him to pitch in anyway. Uh, I, I think he's going to be a fine option for us on this slate. Yeah, like, Oakland stinks against sliders. Um, and, and, like, he likes to use his slider against righties. They don't hit fast, fast balls very well. Lucas Giolito throws 93 to 96. Um, so, he is right on that verge of like dominating them as far as like pitch type data. Um, so I like Giolito again, like Giolito or Maeda is probably like my SP two, depending on ownership and like which one is probably going to be higher owned. Cause I like both of them here. Um, let's go to the other side. Let's go. Jesus Lazardo. Again, like a, a talented young rookie um, starting the first game of the playoffs. Like this guy comes in with a 24% K rate, has a 4.2 XFIP on the season. We've saw really good things from him this year. We've seen really rough things from him this year. My only concern with Lazardo here, Will, is the White Sox are better against lefties than they are against righties. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 
And look, I everything looks okay for Lazardo. Um, he, he's been slightly worse against righties in terms of, of Sierra. I know we don't hear Sierra a lot, but, um, you know, just, just things that, that I'm kind of looking at to try to get an edge now. He's going to struggle a lot more with righties. Well, guess what? Look at this team. Uh, Anderson, Abreu, Jimenez, Encarnacion, McCann, Luis Robert. These guys are professional hitters. Uh, I, the White Sox may be the stack of the day if there was a, a full team stack. And that's still not the stack I was talking about. But, you know, the more you dig into these numbers, the White Sox are probably the full stack of the day, in my opinion, right now. They, I think they've got the most upside out, out of any team on the slate for the matchup. Uh, I, I still don't like the ballpark a lot, but at the end of the day, this is the team. I, I think, like I said, Anderson, Abreu, I think you stick to the righties. Um, I don't mind fading Moncada out of this stack, and maybe, hopefully that doesn't burn me too much. But I think I've convinced myself that the White Sox are probably the full stack of the day, the more I look at it. Yeah, and remember, this is the wild card series. They don't go to um, they don't go to Correct. the ballparks Correct. until the division series the following Correct. week. Um, so just wanted to make sure everybody like before we got a whole bunch of tweets. We know that we're gonna get a lot of the ballpark. Like, just know we know the division series is straight up like gonna be at different ballparks, and we know that. Yeah, um, and that's my bad. Sorry, people. No, you're good. What? You're I'm good. Right here, looking at the brackets. By the way, I don't know why we do this, <laughs> but let me say this too, Stevie. I feel like for all the crap we give the MLB, and for all the crap we give Rob Manfred, is this not probably the greatest MLB postseason invention that they could have come up with? I feel like this is something that needs to stick. I like the format. I like where it's headed. It feels fun. Uh, I think this is something they should continue even after COVID. Group the teams together, let them play neutral, and then move it along as we get deeper in. No days this is off. A great idea. Play, play every day. Like, I love that. No days yeah. off. Play every day. Like, yeah. go out. You lost yesterday? Okay, come back tomorrow. Like, I, I like it. No travel, yeah. just play baseball. Um, I, I like it. I mean, I, like I said, I think this is probably – this is something that needs to stick if they want to continue to pull in the millennials. I, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, like I, I'm a fan. Um, I'm not a fan because the Red Sox are not in, but I'm a fan um, of the format. <laughs> Let's talk bats here. We already kind of started to talk about the White Sox a little bit. Anderson has absolutely crushed left-handed pitching this season. He has a 551 ISO, 595 Woba. I know he's expensive, but he's one of the top plays on the slate. Um, James McCann, as far as like catchers go, he has absolutely crushed left-handed pitching as well this season. Ridiculous. Um, Jimenez is a little banged up, but like he was working out on Monday in the field is what I read on the report. So I'm hoping he'll be in the lineup. He's a risk because if he starts to hurt, um, he's a younger talent and they're not going to stand for it. So McCann has a 61% hard hit rate. Anderson has a 57 and a half. Abreu has a 50%. Like they're, they're going to hit the ball hard in this one against Lazardo. Um, you know, he gives up a lot of hard contact too to righties, like 41% on the season. So, well, we're going to have a lot of hard-hit balls here from the White Sox. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. I, like you, you talked about it. We hopped into it. Once again, I, I think I may have convinced myself that the White Sox are the stack. Let's just hope they don't let me down like the other team in Chicago called the Cubs. 
Doesn't that happen a lot? Um, don't don't we know? Don't we know what the Cubs friends do? don't let friends play the Cubs? That's my shirt. <laughs> um, yeah, and like we'll have some fun, you know. Obviously, talking about the Cubs tomorrow, they get the Marlins um, to start it off, and let's go Marlins. Um, let's well, let's go to the Oakland bat side of things here. This is a tough matchup for Oakland. We're not stacking the Oakland bats. Is there anybody that maybe stands out to you as like a one-off play? I mean, maybe Robbie Grossman for a guy that probably won't strike out that much and probably get some base once or twice. Outside of Grossman, I, I don't, I don't feel that good about Oakland here against Giolito, man. I, I really think, I think Giolito's got ten to twelve strikeout upside in this matchup. So I, outside of Grossman. He would be the only bat, and I don't even know if I'm going to play him. Yeah, Grossman or Olsen would probably be the only two guys um, that I'd be playing here. Listella is a guy that gets on base a lot, doesn't strike out very much. Um, so if you end up and like lean, like land on him, um, I, I do think second base is a pretty strong position today. So I probably won't end up on him. So. Uh, moving on, Will, we got the Blue Jays and the Rays. Matt Schumacher opening this game. Robbie Ray following him is what it sounds like right now. Um, and then Blake Snell. It's a four-game slate, but I still don't see using an opener slash long relief slash type of role here. Do you have any interest in the Blue Jays, guys? Uh, negative. I won't be playing any Blue Jays pitchers with all of this heat on the slate. Won't be doing it. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk the other side here. Blake Snell. Um, this is. I, I feel like this is the one thing that is going to be tough. He threw over 100 pitches in two of his last three starts. It's the playoffs. Are we going to get 100 pitch Blake Snell here? I would think so. Right. It sure seems like it. Um, I mean, you know, ba- based on the trends, it's just, you know, is he going to get there? I don't know, Stevie. I we're going to talk about this in a second. I I think Blake Snell gets beat up a little bit in this spot. I really do. I think this game is the one game. Like if I was betting an over on the slate, I'd probably take the over and on the slate. Um, because I like the raised bats a lot. Um, man, it's you know when I'm looking at Snell in this one, um. Man, Tioscar and Vlad and Gariel and, like, Davis have shown really strong numbers um, against left-handed pitching this season. But there's a lot of strikeouts here, too. A lot of strikeouts towards the bottom, towards the top of this order. Um, Snell is probably your boom-bust pitcher on the slate. Like, he's a guy that can go for 30 or 15 or 10. Um, like, 10 or ten or 30 would be, like, my thing. Um I don't hate him. I don't love him. If he's low owned, I think you take shots on him at 7,800 because there are like guys over 5k. We want to play, you know, we talked about like Tim Anderson. We talked about um, Jose Abreu. Like there's some bats over 5k. Let's talk bats in this game. Um, We'll start with the blue Jays here. What are your thoughts on the Toronto blue Jays? Listen, this is kind of a, and I I know I said, I think Blake Snell may get beat up a little bit. It's kind of a combination of how I feel like Snell has pitched over the, the course of a season and just kind of a gut call. And I'm just being honest with you. This is kind of a gut call here. But I feel like he faces one too many righties. 
I feel like Stevie probably walks one too many guys. That and that's kind of what I'm looking at now because I'm getting nitpicky on a four-game slate. I gotta be. I got. I've convinced myself that there aren't going to be a lot of Blue Jays out there that people are playing because of the name value of Blake Snell. When I'm already feeling like there aren't a lot of good teams to play anyway. Um, when I look at Snell's numbers here and I see what he's done on the season, like I said, the walk rate, in my opinion, is just a touch too high for what we have with some of these other stud pitchers. I'm willing to roll the dice and take T. Oscar, take Grichuk, take Vlad, take Guriel, take a little bit of Danny Jansen at catcher. I know you'll like that one. And I'm also willing, watch this, to play Kavon Biggio because Snell hasn't been as good against lefties on the season as he has against righties. I think this is a sneaky spot for the Blue Jays. If Snell walks too many guys, he could be out of the game really early. Not saying that the blue the, the race pin is bad. Just trying to make my case for why I think the Blue Jays may be a really good tournament team that goes overlooked on a four-game slate. I like it. Um, listen, it, it's it's a four-game slate. It's the first round. It's the first, like, series and first, like, games of the – so, like, you're – you're against top-end pitching. Like, the next game we're going to talk about is Garrett Cole and Shane Bieber facing off against each other. So, like, Correct. you know, we've already talked about, like, Lucas Giolito has been one of the better pitchers this season. We talked about Maeda and Zach Granke. Like, you're not facing Kyle Gibson or Chris Young, um, you know, on this slate. So, nothing's going to feel sexy about clicking pit hitters against Blake Snell. Um, but like the upside, the upside's there. Uh, like Vlad is crushed left-handed pitching. Tiesca Hernandez, ton of upside. Gary L is super cheap. Um, you know, so I, I think the upside and, and everything is um, certainly there for Toronto. I like the call. Will I love Tampa. Um, like Robbie Ray is a guy that gives up home runs. Um, he's going to come in. Matt Shoemaker is someone that, you know, gives up home runs. Um, so my biggest thing with Tampa here is you have got to pay attention to the lineup because they might pinch hit people like, Oh, they're going to, I, right. This is right. a team that will pinch it for sure. Exactly. So I want the righties that start in the lineup that are good against both righties and lefties in this lineup. That's the guys that I want. Um, like one of my favorite plays on this slate is the young um, Arozina or Arizona. Oh, Arozarena? Yes. Yeah. Like he is one of my favorite plays. If he cracks the lineup and he gets to go against Shoemaker, he has hit righties and lefties well. He doesn't strike out a ton. He gets on base. He has stolen base upside. And he's 3,800. So he is someone that I really like here. Um, man, like Brasu is someone that has a ton of upside against Robbie Ray. Um, like Tampa, Tampa seems to be in a really good spot here, Will. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, you know, and now we're talking about this game. And, man, wow, this might feel like a game stack of the day. Like it really yeah. – this could be the game stack right here. If both teams, I mean, both teams can score five runs and that might win your tournament if you get the right home run calls. One guy that we know for sure isn't probably get, going to get pitch hit for, that's Brandon Lowe. He's probably going to be one of the top second base plays on the slate for me outside of Biggio. I, I mean, I do have Biggio ranked ahead of him right now, just a four-game slate, but Brandon Lowe is definitely number two on the list. Man, it would have been nice if we had a flex baseball play, kind of like FanDuel, 
on DraftKings. I would have them both on this slate. But I will have Biggio instead of Lowe in my main team. But I love Brandon Lowe here. He's definitely not getting pinch hit for. And, yeah, like, so the the pinch hit risk for me would be, like, if Kiermaier starts, like, he could get pinch hit for. Yoshi, if he gets in there, he could get pinch hit for. Uh, see who the DH is. The DH, if they start a lefty at DH, like Phillips or somebody, Renfro might pinch hit for Phillips. They bring in a righty, and, like, Renfro might get pinch hit for by someone like Wendell. So Tampa is like one of those teams that you got to be super careful and really pay attention um, to the lineups when the lineups come out um, as far as they go. So, um, all right, last game, Will. We got um, Yankees and Indians, Garrett Cole, Shane Bieber. Um, Yes, yes, yes. What an awesome baseball game. Uh, It's going to be fun watching these two teams battle out. Um, Let's start with Garrett Cole. Listen, Garrett Cole was not fully Garrett Cole at the beginning of the season. Let's just be honest, but this dude nope. finished the season 32.6% K rate, 15% swinging strike rate, 3.4% um, XFIP. You know, he, he finished the season like he should have started the season. Uh, massive games. Listen, Indians have really stunk this season, and Garrett Cole could put up a monster here. Yeah, man. And here's what I'm looking at, too, Stevie. You know me, I like to go into the micro data and just kind of see what's been happening here one week out, two weeks out. Now, and look, it's just, you know, it's he, because he only had, you know, a couple of appearances the last couple of weeks. Garrett Cole has a 52% K rate to lefties the past two weeks and an 18% K rate to righties. Now, that's just noise, okay? But then I go up to the past four weeks, 41% K rate to lefties, 21%, 26% to righties, in the past 12 weeks, which would have been past, you know, three months, 33 and 32. So if you're kind of looking at it here, what you're seeing is he's starting the, the past month. He's just been murdering lefties, been been okay to righties, but on the season he's still uh, at at the uh, around 30% to both. Like I said, I'm really trying to dig in on this slate because I'm looking for an edge. If I'm going to play one bat from the Cleveland Indians today, especially when everybody feels like Cole has probably uh, been just murdering righties and not lefties. It's got to be Fran Mel Reyes for me. Uh, you know, like I said, on paper, he's crushing righties and lefties. But over the past few weeks, in terms of recent data, he's been a lot more stronger with the left side of the plate in terms of K-rate versus right side. Look, both of these pitches are exceptional. I'm trying to really dig in the dirt and find the worms here. I think Fran Mel Reyes is going to be an ultimate tournament play on this slate for Cleveland. I like it. Um, let's go to the other side of this game. We got Shane Bieber, who's arguably been the best pitcher in the season. Um, 41% K rate, 2.1 XFIP, um, 17% swinging strike rate. ISO um, under 150 to both sides of the plate. He's just like over 40% K rate to both sides. Like this guy has been absolutely dominant. You look at the Yankees lineup and – You know, we always talk about, like, the Yankees um, and, like, some of the strikeout rates are actually down. Like, LeMahieu at the top of the order, obviously, is a table setter. He doesn't strike out a lot. Um, Ursula is a guy that doesn't strike out a ton. But, like, if Gardner gets to start over, like, Hicks, then we get, like, a higher strikeout rate. Um, You know, if if Frazier is in there, he's a high K guy, like, I don't know. I think you're playing one of Bieber or Cole or both um, 
in a majority of your lineups. And I know like Bieber against the Yankees sounds scary, but Bieber Bieber has just been so good this season that like you're not scared to play Shane Bieber against anyone at this point. No, no, no. Bieber is the top play on the day. I think he's definitely the guy you get in your lineups. Uh, like you said, Stevie, he's 40% pretty much to both sides of the plate uh, past couple weeks here, and I, I think it's just going to continue right into the playoffs. One of the things I also will say, Stevie, I don't think teams are going to be afraid to unleash their aces um, and just let them go deep. One, because it's the playoffs. Two, the season was shorter. They don't have the same wear and tear. This is pretty much the middle of the season or, you know, roughly one-third of the season for a normal season. So I, I, I'm always going to be leaning on the heavy ace pitchers no matter what. Bieber's that guy today. Just get him in your lineups. If we were going to take bats, it'd probably be one-offs. Um, it, like, it would be, for me personally, Will, it's Judge, Voight, or LeMahieu. Um, like as one-offs, I'm not stacking against either one of these pitchers. Um, well, I'm just you know who I'm playing from uh, from the Yankees. First, Gio Urshela, exactly, yeah, exactly. Your, your boy, that's my your guy. <laughs> like I, I have played Luke Voigt all year. Luke Voigt has made me a ton of money this year. Um, I'm not shying away like playing him as a one-off on a four-game slate. So, yeah. Because you still get that Cleveland bullpen. Bieber can't throw 150 pitches. <laughs> um, what do you what do you got here from the Indians? You said Reyes. Is that really the only guy that you have interest in here? Yeah, I think it's mainly Reyes. I mean, usually I'd be all over Jose Martinez. Like, I don't mind Martinez. Just Ramirez. I, I mean, Ramirez, thank you. I got I you, buddy. Jeez. Uh, I don't mind Ramirez just because I know he's not going to strike out, but my favorite play right now is Fran Mill, and that's just because I've had to dig up some numbers for recent trends and stuff like that, just trying to catch an edge because, you know, it's pretty much all ace pitchers on this slate. So, uh, Franny's going to be – he's going to be my favorite one. By the morning grind game, and uh, then we'll get out of here. This I kind of restructured, restructured the game a little bit as far as, like, pitching goes. Um, pitching, we're just going to, you know, talk about – Anyone that you feel confident to go like um, like seven or more strikeouts doesn't matter on price. Just give me a guy, yeah. seven or more strikeouts. Look, I'm definitely going Giolito. I think that gets you away from you know two of our bigger ace pitchers there. Giolito's definitely my favorite uh, in in terms of right after uh, Shane Bieber. So I think he's the guy I'm probably going to go with. I'll go with Maeda. I don't want to take Bieber or Cole I think they both get over 7k's in the spot so um and then just give me a bust like we're not gonna obviously we're not gonna say Robbie Ray or Matt Shoemaker here it's a four-game slate give me a bust I'm giving you Blake Snell I already talked about the fact that I kind of want to stack a few Blue Jays uh I'm taking Blake Snell I think he walks one too many guys I'm gonna go Zach Greinke um I already talked about like Greinke I really like the right-handed power bats for Minnesota in this one uh, Will, give me a guy over 4K to hit a home run. Oh, boy. Well, I think we're going right back to the other team that we were talking about. We talked about the White Sox. I'm going with expensive Tim Anderson, ladies and gentlemen. I like it. Um, I already kind of said Nelson Cruz my favorite play on the slate. I'm going to oh, go yeah. Nelson Cruz. Yeah. Boomstick, baby. Boom me one. Uh, give me a guy under 4K to get two hits. 
Lourdes Guriel from the Toronto Blue Jays. I like that one. Um, he was in my like placeholder lineup that I was building as we were going here. So um, I like that one. I'm going to go James McCann. I'm going to go catcher. And, oh, yeah, and you listen, guys know. You, you know McCann's in the lineup today. Yeah, yes. you know. Yes. It. Like, there you go. Um, give me a stack. And, and, like, you don't even necessarily have to give me, like, uh, just give me a team you think is going to score six or more runs. Because we already kind of talked about our roster yeah. construction. Yeah, and I mean, I've, I've talked about this team. Um, I'm going with the Blue Jays. Like I said, I it's a gut feel. It's kind of some stuff I looked at with Snell, digging around. I'm going with the Blue Jays here. Let's hope it pays off. I'm going to go Tampa. We're, we're, we're really high on that game. There we go. There we go. That's our game. I can already tell you, like, that game so, starts, like, get, pouring home runs. Will and I are going to be exchanging texts laughing. Oh, um, man. So, there yeah. you go. All right, well, that's it. That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. we got an eight-game baseball slate tomorrow. A lot to talk about. Will and I are going to break it down for you guys. Appreciate you guys listening, and uh, good luck in your contest. We'll see you then.